I look forward to my visits with psychologist Mike Mayer, and I hope that the the people who check out these segments do also. And today, I think we've got a very important one to talk about. So let's welcome Dr. Mayer to the program. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing very well, David. Hope you are too. I am, and I'm curious about this one. Although I think I could any time you could talk about this as being an important matter. You've uh, you've framed it this way: mental illness. Uh, the stigma of mental illness. What are we doing about this? Correct. All right. Before you even get started, I hate the term mental illness, but, but you know, we say physical illness. So, well, I mean, that's it's appropriate term, but sometimes it sounds so oh, ominous, sounds so bad, and mm-hmm. it really isn't, shouldn't be. Let's define stigma. It, it's a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or person, or a set of negative and often unfair beliefs, that's what we're dealing with, that a society or a group of people have about something, a strong feeling of disapproval. So mental illness I'm, and stigmas can be a lot of places. And you know what's unfortunate, people with mental illnesses are often stigmatized by others, so much so that some are afraid to seek help, fearing that they will be shunned by their peers, their family, or at work, are by friends, you know, and that happens. And this fear many times comes from the, the stereotypes and prejudices that result from misconceptions about mental illness, which is what we really need to clear up. Research suggests that the majority of people have negative attitudes towards people with mental illness. And from a young age, children will refer to others as crazy or weird. And these terms are commonly, uh, commonly stay throughout uh, adulthood as well. So... Um, unfortunately, people with mental health issues recognize and internalize this stigma. So when they take it on themselves to develop a strong self-stigma, they start not liking themselves. And this really undermines their their prospects for recovery, which is un- un- unfortunate. But, you know, uh, there are ways that mental illness can be helped. And they include things such as... Um, uh, medication, psychotherapy, and lifestyle and behavioral programs that have demonstrated efficacy in treating mental illness. So there is help, and there is help that works. Uh, uh, you know, this mental illness is perhaps going to be the greatest barrier to people's getting help, just the term and the, and the stigma associated. So what can we do about it? That's important. Mm-hmm. That's what I think people want to hear. These are my thoughts on this subject. And I think first we need to better understand mental illness. You know, uh, there's so much to learn about it. We know very little, really, about mental illness, and sometimes we know very little about physical illness. So we just need to learn more about it. Generally, another comment is I don't think anyone wants to have a mental illness. It's not something that we would wish upon ourselves. We do have physical predispositions to mental illness and have many inappropriate behavioral thoughts and actions that we learned that are ineffective ways of dealing with life stresses. So we've got that part to deal with. But we all have, David, and this is a kind of an interesting insight, I hope. We all have, to some degree, many ineffective ways of dealing with life's challenges. Do you agree? I would agree with that, yes. Yeah. Maybe each one of us has, to a degree, a level of depression or anxiety, a little obsessive about things, or a little rant and and, uh, raging, or negative thinking, or grandiosity, or excessive Mm -hmm. self-love. We all could have a little bits of those. 
And this is the challenge. Do we want others to stigmatize us for the way we behave in life? Don't think so. Hmm. Don't think so. But yet, so I'm suggesting that we can help reduce stigma of mental illness, I think, first by understanding people's behaviors better before we criticize them or before we put them down or label them. You know, it's interesting. Why do we label people in the first place? You know, that's such a common thing that we do. We label people. But then, okay, so understand people better. Then secondly, try and and accept them as a unique human being that needs love and acceptance, just as we do. They need that same love. Hmm. We profess that, you know, if you are a religious person, and especially a Christian, you would profess that God loves all, um, each person. But we don't act that way sometimes. No, that we... and we forget. Mm-hmm. We have to realize, too, that mental illness is not as scary as we make it. You know, mm. uh, sometimes people put, oh, my gosh, just like some physical illnesses, uh, they're not as scary because we got some things to help people. The other thing is encourage people you know to get help if you feel they are mentally hurting in some way. Wouldn't mm. we do this for someone who is physically hurting? I think we would. Mm. So we have this discrepancy between mental and physical um, illnesses, and and that's, I I think, to kind of sum it up, we have a long way to go in understanding the mind as well as the body. In the meantime, we need to not criticize or shun those who deal with mental and emotional issues. We need to better educate ourselves on understanding what they are going through in their lives and react to them as loving human beings who need our acceptance. The stigma of mental illness is a really tough one. I think that that makes me self um, scrutinize my attitudes towards this about as much as anything. That's what we need to do. Dr. Mayor, thank you. Thank you, David.